Hey everyone, I'm Exo Connor and you are listening to the Full Circle Music Show, the why of the music biz. We have an extremely fun show for you this week, but before we get into this episode, we've got another announcement for all of you. As you know, this month we've been digging deep into the production aspect of things via the podcast, social media, we've got our live webinar coming up on the 18th as well, but all of this has just been building up to something very exciting that we are finally going to be sharing with all of you. October 30th is a big day for Full Circle Music. We've been working for months and months to finalize our music production mastery course, and we are finally ready to release it to all of you. We know a lot of you tune into the podcast for tips or tricks for improving your production work, but there's only so much we can convey to you through the show, through talking. Through the course, you're actually going to watch our production process happen. We've beta tested this with a small group of students already. We've tweaked it, we've toyed with it, and now we're extremely excited to announce we're ready to release it publicly. The course is here to help you understand the details of each area of the production process, from songwriting to programming to tracking to mixing. It's a comprehensive outline of exactly what we do every single time with our tracks. We don't hold anything back. If you feel like you're struggling to get your songs sounding and feeling exactly like you want them to, this course will give you the tools to take them to a professional level, to take your songs up to the next level. We're going to be opening up enrollment for a very limited time starting Monday the 30th to folks on our mailing list, so be on the lookout for that. If you want to join our list and stay up to date on all things related to the course and everything else that we're getting into, head on over to fullcirclegoeslive.com to register. And that brings us down to this week's episode. We have a very special episode with Dana and Rico from the band Calling Glory. You may know them from their single that was tearing up the charts for a few months back called Child of Heaven. These guys are dear friends of ours, and they were actually brave enough to be the subject matter for our music production mastery course. In the course, you'll actually get to watch us from the writing process all the way through the mixing of Child of Heaven and all the fine details in between. Like I said earlier, the song's been out for a little while now. It's gotten tons of airplay. And funny enough, Jericho and I were actually sitting in my room the other day, and we were filling out our first round Grammy ballots, and we were super excited to actually be able to vote for Child of Heaven. So we are super pumped on that. So pick up your copy of the Music Production Mastery course on Monday, the 30th of October. You're literally going to be able to watch us create this song with them. So that brings us back around to this week's episode. We wanted to sit down with Dana and Rico to talk to them about their view on what it's like to be an artist and working with producers outside of members of the actual band and how it changes the headspace as well as what it takes to be label owners and to push their own music out to the masses because they're literally doing all of this themselves. And having now seen Radio Success, we got to know what they're doing. And they're actually just about to release another single and we'll let them talk to you a little bit more about that. These are some hard work guys. And of course, we had to catch up with them a bit and find out what it was like on their side of things as they helped us create the Music Production Mastery Course. I don't want to spoil everything in this episode. They've got tons of knowledge to drop on you guys, songwriters, artists, producers, whoever. You guys are going to love it. Let's jump in with Dana and Rico from Calling Glory. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Full Circle Music Show. I am X O'Connor. I'm Jericho Scroggins. And we are sitting here with two of the glorious members. I use glorious intentionally. Thank you. Of Calling Glory. We've got Mr. Dana. We've got Rico. Hey. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Glad Happy to, to be, be here. here. Yeah. 
You guys aren't from around here. Tell the kids where you're from. Well, I live in a little town called Dalton, Georgia, which is the carpet capital of the world. So exciting place. I don't know about for music, but for carpet especially, but I love it. It's home. And then uh, good old Rico here. I actually live here in Nashville, but unrelated, I'm actually from Dalton, Georgia, but we didn't meet that way. So it's kind of crazy. We did not. Okay. So give us a little, give the kids out there a little backstory then, because you guys obviously live in two different places. How did Calling Glory come to be the musical powerhouse (laughs) that we are currently enjoying? Awesome. Well, it's really weird. So I met Rico just a few, couple years ago, almost a few years ago now. And so the funny part is I had a, a drummer friend of mine. He was like, hey, if you ever need a good drummer, I know this guy named Rico. And I was like, well, there's no such thing as a really good drummer. But <laughs> joking. I'm sorry. And so Rico came in and actually ended up helping me with the uh, AV install at our church that we were doing. Man, we became very instant friends like day one. I mean, we were just cracking Absolutely. on each other. It was really funny. So, so he was a drummer that worked. Yeah, I know. Surprising, right? So no. And so we started like that. And then we actually had a, a spot open up in the van. The van. In the, literally, the van <laughs> and the band. There's a lot of truth. The band, van, they're synonymous. So anyways, That's and our, our last drummer said, hey, you know, he just got married. And when you get married, you quit bands. <laughs> now, are you married? I was married, yes. I was married before the band. Yeah. married, so that, that grandfathers yeah. you yeah. into the Yeah, 11 band. years strong now, actually. And well, so, congrats. man, Rico filled in at one point for us, and he was a great fit, good chemistry. So he's been with us ever since. So that's kind of how it came to be. Yeah. So talk to us about, like, kind of what you're doing musically, like, your journey from where you guys began as a band to where you are now. Because unbeknownst to you guys, we have you here for a purpose today. Oof. We are re-releasing our music production mastery course which you guys were a huge part in helping us create. And we're very thankful for that. Man, we're the thankful ones. (laughs) Well, So can you kind of like, before we get into what the course is and like your guys' involvement, can you just give us a little bit of the history of of what brought you guys even towards us? Like how we even met? Let's kind of just give them a little backstory of, of what's been going on. Man, it has been a long road. We've been a band for probably a little over nine years now total. I mean, we started in Jones, our electric player, in literally in a spare room in his house with a little eight track recorder, just recording stuff there. And awesome. it just kind of develops, you know, we, we're definitely like, Garage band style, you know, we just got together and we sucked for a while. And but did you use Garage Band? I did. I'm not even lying. Like I literally <laughs> had no clue what I was doing, mixing songs on Garage Band. And I just You gotta have something though. Any tool is better than no tool. You gotta it's capture very your true. music. And so and then I realized very quickly that at the time that was not my forte. And so we started seeking out producers. It's a pretty crazy story. So we recorded at this little studio called Motivo Studios. It's not even it's shut down now. Worked with a guy named Ben McCamus, He's a really good dude. He's done some work for like Elton John and some side stuff nice. like that. Uh, Boxer Rebellion, if you've ever heard them before. And so did some stuff with them. It was awesome. It was a great experience. Our first real studio experience, you know? And we just kind of went from there. It shut down and we had no clue what we were doing. Like we have no producer now. We have no studio anymore. What are we going to do? So we played at this festival called Riverbend in Chattanooga. And Casting Crowns was a headliner that night. And so while we were playing, I kept seeing this dude with some crazy looking hair. Like, come listen, and then you walk away, and then come listen and walk away. And I had no clue who he was. So we get done, go down merch table, shaking hands, you know, holding babies, whatever. And so <laughs> this guy comes up, he's like, hey, my name's Brian Scroggins. I'm from Crowns. And I'm like, oh, cool. I wasn't putting two and two together, but it was Brian Scoggins, not Scroggins. I'm sorry, yeah, It's all right. It's okay. But he was the drummer for Casting Crowns. He's like, hey, do you guys have a producer? And I was like, it's funny you bring that up. Like, we just lost our studio and our producer. <laughs> and we have no one to go to. So he hooked us up with a guy named Jason Horde, who is a 
brilliant producer, brilliant musician, and has played with, I could probably list a million names that he's done studio and played with. And so out of that developed, and then we come to another point. It's like, hey, we kind of want to stretch our box a little bit. I'm like, Dana, find us a new producer. I'm like, oh, thanks for the task, <laughs> guys. And so- No small feat. No, no small feat, right? So I just went, all right, what are some great no albums <laughs> at all? And what are some great albums that you know I really like that I've produced? And so I picked a bunch and we came down a few and, and Seth's name came up on like every single album that I really, really enjoyed. Had no idea who Seth Mosley was. Never met him, never talked, had no connection or contact to this guy. So I do what any eager musician would do. And I sent him a Facebook message <laughs> and just kind of explained where we were, where we wanted to go. And, you well, know. And, and also the guys from Unspoken recommended him as yeah, well. Yeah, it's true. We, did, we we played an event with Unspoken and that, and also John Mays as well. And his yeah. name kept getting brought yeah. up. And so I just said, hey man, I'm hearing your name everywhere I go. I feel like I should you know, extend a hand and see if you'd be even willing to work with someone like us. And so, cause we're independent. And so I, it can be a tough road doing that sometimes. And and I get that. And Seth messaged me back on Facebook, like 20 minutes later, he's like, Hey, I like it. Let's talk. And this is where it gets fun. So he gives me his number and he calls me and my wife had decided to run out to the store. And I have like a one-year-old little girl at this time and she is losing her mind. <laughs> and here I am supposed to probably take one of the most important phone calls I feel like I've taken in a very long time. So I answered the phone. I was like, hey man, I'm so sorry. My daughter is just losing it right now. And I mean, she's just screaming. You can hear in the background. I was like, this is so unprofessional. And come to find out, he's like, man, don't worry about it. I got a girl the same age and our daughter is only a month apart. So it was just really cool. We hit some common ground right off the bat. And just talked from there and kind of developed a relationship, which led to you guys. You know, I talked to Jericho through email and mm -hmm. we set something up and five songs later and a lot of laughs and friendships, hopefully. Uh, mm -hmm. Here absolutely. we are. And bowling. I was going to say some bowling, <laughs> some miniature some movies. Golf. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've changed, changed the headlights. headlights. <laughs> <laughs> you changed the headlight in a parking lot? That in was a parking lot at midnight that was in a movie so theater frustrating. parking lot. <laughs> That Security was, just watched us. Oh, yeah. he, no help at help, all. Guys. Yeah. Thanks. So, oh, Paul Blart. <laughs> exactly. So we initially did like four songs with you guys. We it was did. actually three. Was it three? Yeah, it was, yeah. Three. Oh, it was, it it was, was three. only three initially. Yeah, Because yeah. we ended up doing five total. Yes, yeah. we did. So we did the first three. And then, you know, Seth had kind of brought us the idea of trying to do an online course. And... He kind of just threw out some ideas of like, hey, what we would need, what we wanted to do with it. And yeah. we kind of came up for the for the like the structure and the skeleton of what would become the music production mastery course. And what I know we really wanted to do was create a personal experience for people like they're sitting down in the chair with us and just going through the whole process. And I know we had a lot of conversations about you'd have to find someone that's a real unique fit for that situation because it can be very exposing to be a band that's, you know, being recorded, just to be any band, like being in the red, having the record button hit, having people, you know, critique your performance, critique your songs. It's a it's an intimate moment for people. So yeah. we were trying to find like, okay, who could handle it, first of all, because it's not only going to be recorded, but it's going to be shared with the world. So beyond just, you know, that intimacy of recording your music, it's going to be visually done and people are going to see it from the raw thing to the polished thing. We were spitballing ideas of who it could be and you guys' name after working with you on three songs like easily rose to the top. So most appreciated. Oh no, yeah. I mean we were we were we had so much fun doing the yeah, initial songs. I mean it was yeah. like it was we we're like oh, yeah we were like okay they can handle this. So talk to us a little bit if you don't mind like what was the experience like for you helping us create this? Because I know for you it was kind of like yes we're just recording another song but was it different now that cameras were rolling? 
and there was like literally every moment of it was being captured. Did it change like the mindset of how you approached like recording the song or anything? Or did you feel any different pressure? Like what's it like just being on that side of the recording process? I'll tell you what, the first time we came and recorded, it was kind of weird being downstairs in the drum room and nobody was down there with me. And like, I had my little warm ups and I had my things going on and the things that I would do like in between takes. And then the second time we came back, it was just like, every bit of this is on camera right now. I need to make sure <laughs> that I'm not doing anything stupid. <laughs> I'm not picking my nose. I'm not scratching my butt, whatever it is. But, uh, but it's weird to be under the microscope but, like but, that. Yeah, there's so much that's like subliminal. It's, it's, uh, it's completely subliminal, but it's crazy. It's like, it's almost like, okay, I got to step up my game. I got to really, I got to make it through these takes, you know, like the less, the better, that kind of thing. But it was kind of nerve wracking to know that like, okay, this is being filmed. Let's not take all day. Like, let's do this. And so it was, it was pretty... <laughs> it's like, we got to edit it. Was, we it, got was, edit it. <laughs> it was pretty cool, but it was, it was a pretty cool experience for sure. I think the cool part, especially, and even through that as well, is when you have to break it down because we knew what you guys were trying to do. And so we're like, look, we're going from scratch. Like, we're starting here, even from even initial idea of a song. You know, let's go through the song and, and this is you know, we'll get into that child of heaven came you, out of. You guys started with writing, right? If yeah, I remember right, you guys brought a song idea. Yeah, and, and it was a whole, it was a whole song and we literally, and I'd already rewritten it once by the time it even got to you guys. And so and then we rewrote it again. And so just to start from the ground floor, you pay a lot more attention to detail when you're doing something like that. Because a lot of times it's really easy. It's like, oh yeah, it's good. Let's go. You know, and right. so, but when you're trying to show the whole process, you want to make sure you go through that whole process. And it's really good just to kind of, you know, it's like, if you grew up playing sports, I'm a big golfer. So it's always going back to the fundamentals. And so it, same with music and songwriting. You know, we made sure that we hit all of our fundamentals before we got to the next part of the process because we wanted to show what that looked like. And that was pretty cool. A lot of times we would just skip over that because we already know, but it was really neat to go step by step through that whole process. And it's just, it's kind of refreshing. Do you feel like you took a mulligan in any of this? production course. I had a few strokes added to my score. <laughs> Maybe a couple out of bounds, but uh, yeah. it was well, good. L- let me ask you personally too, Dana, because you are part of one of the most intimate parts of the whole thing, which is the vocal process. Because there's so many singers oh, that boy. that like they won't even sit in the same room while we're comping or editing or anything like that. Like They want nothing to do with it until it's mad. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Some singers are very you know timid about their voice or whatever, but you were actually brave and willing enough to <laughs> share like every step from the beginning to end. Was there anything in your mind like, oh, maybe I'm not okay with this while you're doing it? Or was it just kind of like, this is fine. I'm just going to do my thing and, well, and let I've, it be that. I think it was a little bit for me to overcome. I'll be honest. I'm pretty good at looking like I'm completely fine when I'm really not. <laughs> you are, because so, this is the first time hearing of this. Thing, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So anyways, like, I'll be honest, I'm a little self-conscious about my voice and not because like, I don't like my voice or anything. It's just like, I'm like anybody else, you know, at the end of the day, when all the auto-tune stuff is done, it's perfect. But, you know, and there's some fantastic singers out there that it's pretty dang close. I, unfortunately, probably am not one of those. And so, you know, even on like Facebook, Instagram Live, like I'm really self-conscious about doing stuff like that. Not because I'm afraid or, you know, my voice sucks necessarily. It's just, it's very vulnerable. And so, and I think vulnerability is a big deal. So I just... Honestly, I came in there and I was like, I'm going to suck it up and take it like a man. It's kind of the way I approached it. And, you know, at certain points in your life, you just got to, you got to take chances and you got to go for it. You can't worry about being vulnerable. And half the times it's when you're vulnerable with people that things open up and doors open and things happen. And so it was really nerve wracking though. But at the end of the day, because we've had some years of doing this, it was a little more comfortable for me. 
And I've learned to kind of let my creative process go, like not hold on to it so tight that it just becomes mine. But I think if you can get in those creative moments and just learn like, hey, I'm going to put this out there and then I'm going to let it go. And it's going to go where it's going to go at that point. And so mindset is really important for those things I feel like going into it. And it, and it affects your vocal too. So something we talk about a lot, you know, through the podcast and through our academies and our events is at the end of the day, it's like the song is king. Like what the song needs is what the song needs. So yeah. ultimately you're like, you got to serve the serve, song. You serve gotta, the song. You got to do the deal. You yeah. got to sing the vocal. You got to play the drum part. We're kind of in a unique position right now because we have artists on the show a lot, but a lot of times we're actually talking to them about something like they're releasing and all this or their touring life. But we wanted to kind of put a little different spin on this because you guys were so heavily involved with something we're about to release. We don't really talk to bands about what it's like the mindset of walking into the studio. Like, because some people for the first time, they've never even been in it. They don't know what to expect. For you guys as an independent band, coming into like a facility for the first time and then adding in the, you know, the video stuff. But just if you're a band walking in to a pro environment with a producer, engineers, whatever, what's it like for the first time? Like, what can people expect? Is there anything you can tell like aspiring artists out there that are, are wanting to take that step that would just help them be prepared for when they do it? Well, for me, I haven't been in too many studio environments. One thing that we loved about coming to Full Circle was you guys were so inviting. And the thing is, is you guys knew what you wanted. And so it was super, super easy to take direction. And I feel like a lot of musicians will go into studios and they, they feel like they know what they want for their record. And they're holding it so tightly that they won't let these people that are creative every single day on the recording side really give... Speak into like it. They'll, yeah, they'll speak into it and they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll give advice or they'll give like you know, directions and stuff like that. And one thing for me was I loved, and I don't know how it looks on your side, but as the drummer, I loved hearing you say, hey, why don't you try this? Why don't you try this? You know, that kind of thing. And some artists would take that as, I'm not doing something right. They're just telling me what to do so they can get the product they want. And that's not it at all. You know, you guys were servicing us with your ideas and your creative genius. And, you know, the more brains, the better, you know? I mean, we're all striving for the same goal. One thing I loved was hearing ideas and something that I wouldn't necessarily think of that, you know, that you're hearing in your head. Like, so if I'm a new guy walking into a studio that hasn't been in the environment, like, just listen. Just like, these guys are doing it every single day with different artists all the time, different genres of music. Like, just listen. Because like, even if you don't like the idea, still consider it. And the thing is, is you're going to put it down on paper or recording, whatever. And if everybody hates it, then you scratch it and start over and, you know, come up with some other new idea. So, yeah. So, don't be afraid. Is what yeah, you're saying. Don't be afraid. Just listen and just soak up. That was one thing that I was doing was I was just sitting on that couch and I was just being quiet and just watching what you guys do. It's so, it's magical. It's really cool. So, Well, another thing too, you know, one of the first things I saw when I came into the studio for the first time was a sign sitting on top of the microwave. <laughs> this is dare to suck. <laughs> and, and it's so true. I mean, you guys are okay. It's like, this may be completely awful, but it may be but let's awesomely try rock star, yeah. you know, but let's try it. And I think that's part of it. And you all were super inviting. That's the biggest thing is you guys create an environment that makes it really easy for musicians and bands and things to come into. And that and that's a big thing. Kind of knocks all that awkward nervousness off, you know, and yeah. you can get down to the creative side really quick because of that. There's not a lot of barriers and walls to break through before you get there. So, but I would say, you know, for bands coming in, you know, you always want to come as ready as you can into the studio. You know, biggest thing, like for us early, we would come in with these parts and we're like, these are the parts we're going to play. And, you know, those ended up not being the parts we played. And, you know, just 
hang on to things loosely like that. Like yeah. what we were just talking about a little bit ago, just hang on to those creative processes loosely because it's a creative process. There's so many different ideas you can try. There's so many different things you can do. Like we use boom whackers on a song. I mean, it's like, come on. Like, yes, we did. I mean, who and, uh, what was that? And we will again. What was it? Little flute thingy. What was it? The kazoo. No. Oh, the the ocarina. Ocarina. Oh, yeah. Ocarina. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Of, uh, I forgot about that. In. But anyways, it's just like <laughs> random stuff. I mean, but who would have thought? You know, if we would have been so, you know, uptight about this is what we got to have, we never would have stumbled across some really amazing and fun things too. So yeah, there were there were definitely a few times where either I was tracking drums or Jones was tracking guitar, and I'm just like, why in the world? That sounds terrible. Why are we doing this? And then when you see the big picture, you know, X hits you know, unmute on everything and plays the song. You're like, man, that sounds awesome together. So yeah, just listen and just be open to their ideas for people that do it every day. Well, it's a lot of a snowball effect too. I mean, if you guys come in with one thing and then it's like, oh, this one cool idea sparks this one thing. You yeah, never absolutely. know what that one spark of creation is going to spark. Like you could be playing a brand new drum part and suddenly your bass player is looking at the song in a brand new light. Absolutely. And just in that one moment of him changing, then it's like, oh, well, guitar wise, yeah. it's like that, opens up a whole new realm of stuff. Uh It's always fun, especially on our side, to just see the evolution of a song as like, it steps in. And there's sometimes, there's artists we've worked with that they have such a clear vision that it's like minimal changes. It's like, okay. But then there's some where it's like, like we had with you guys, where it's just this cool journey of like, you're just openness and willing to just take in ideas. And mm-hmm. as the sign says, dare to suck. And some of them did suck. There were plenty that were like, <laughs> we had, we had well, lots the of world those. won't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to scratch that part. Yeah, that's uh, not making the record. Well, no, and you just feed off each other. I mean, once you get in that kind oh, of yeah. vein, man, it's just, it's easy. It becomes easy when you, when you kind of get into that creative vein and just start feeding off each other and feel that energy in the studio. That's pretty cool. Well, I was out of town during the writing process of Child of Heaven. And so when I came, that was like the second or third time that I'd actually heard the new version of the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was like, hey, Rico, we're going to play it this way. This is a completely new song. Go for it. Like, And we're filming. Yeah. And we're filming. <laughs> and if, I, if I remember, I, too, I think we threw a total curveball at you and like, we're also going to make you play with no cymbals. Oh, so that's exactly what happened. Only play, yeah. like play fills and everything. Just no crashes, no hi-hats, well, no, no it nothing. It was actually, we're going to do kick and snare oh, first. Yeah, kick and snare only. We're going to do yeah. the toms, just the fills on the toms yeah. by themselves and then cymbals. And just like, this is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> we're just pulling you completely out of your element. Brand new song, brand new everything, brand new arrangement. And by the way, here's all these here's limitations. The yeah. And we <laughs> were upstairs. Can Camera. Yeah, we'll be upstairs. We're like, watch this. Watch what we're going to do to Rico, guys. It's going to be great. Every time you would cut your mic on from upstairs, the talk back, I would hear a bunch of laughing going on after a take. And I'm just like, (laughs) are they making fun of me up there? Like, what's going on? Never, man. Never. Never. But yeah, it's changing environment. Well, no, it was, that's for the, it was, it was a blast. And that's honestly, we're listening and just like taking advice because I literally had no idea what we were doing to this song, but it turned out so good. I mean, we're still excited. Like, cause the songs found some success for you guys too, right? Like you've had a good response. You've released it since. And yeah, we released actually earlier this year in February and uh, it was doing great. And we've had great feedback from it and it's a lot of fun to play live too. And so we watched it challenge uh, another full circle song called tears. Oh, uh, it was, we'd watch Facebook posts and it's like, I'd see Hammett's post in my feed and it's like tears, child of heaven. And then you see your guys' posts. It's like, Child of Heaven Tears. It's He's like, probably like, who like, are these guys? On promotion. I love Where it. Where did they come <laughs> from? 
we're taking over the world. Surprised he even said hello to me when we came in today. He's probably like, I hate these guys. He still has tears. (laughs) We gave him tears. That's what it was. (laughs) No, but so it's been a good experience though. Like song, I was happy with how it kind of came out and everything. Dude, I cannot stress enough how much I've grown as a... Just one, my ear has grown. That sounds funny. I, I have a huge ear now, but no, just like <laughs> I, can't, I was like, they look. Normal. I know they look pretty normal Must right be now. In the back, where they, I can't yeah. see it. <laughs> I'll give another one, but no, just like how much my ear has developed working with Full Circle. I mean, just because there's a lot of really good guys that do this stuff, but it's how you guys apply what you know that makes it really unique. I think, and just how my ear has developed into what you guys have done with our music and like. I've just grown as a musician and just, I think mentally a lot more than anything, just thought process. And man, how that affects you as a artist, as a musician is like, I don't think it gets talked about enough, but man, it is so crazy, like mentally how that really affects you. And so you can ask Rico, I mean, I've had to up my game over the last year since working with you guys. I mean, even in production and my writing and things like that, working with Seth on that, it's just like, I've really had to step back and go, well, what have I been doing for the last five years, you know, and really reevaluate and improve on that and dare to suck in a lot of ways because I'm sure I have. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been pretty fun figuring out how we were going to recreate all this stuff that we've done in the studio <laughs> live. So that's been a big thing for us to tackle. But it's been super exciting because we're stretching us like live playing, not only, you know, in the studio. So, And you guys both kind of produce music outside of, you know, just being in a band, you know, you create mm-hmm. and you write and you mm-hmm. do demos and all that. Can we ask, now that you've been through the process of recording this course with us, have you taken the course? Oh, yeah, I have. So can you just like, just speaking as people that not only were a part of creating it, but now have taken it, like what's changed? Has anything changed? Has anything developed for you? Like, has this helped you? Kind of like, just tell us a little bit about your experience now that you've taken it. I don't think I can stress enough how much it's really changed what I do. Like... So it's a little weird watching yourself in a course. That <laughs> yeah. like, I can imagine. Listen so. to yourself sing is one thing, but like listening to the creation of your own song that you've already been through. But then going back and looking at like I had to take the course and look at it through new eyes, kind of and new ears, and because I was trying to take it in a different aspect. Like here, I'm not here to record a song anymore. It's like I'm here to learn how the song was created, and so it was. An out-of-body experience for me a little yeah. bit. I'll be honest, but man, just going through all the different lessons. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I I probably have it in my car with me. I mean, I have pages and pages of notes. I mean, everything from like thought processes of how to approach vocals. And one of the things for me is how you guys do background vocals. Like I was like, man, that's super cool. I've never thought about it like that. Like, do you leave breaths in in between background vocals? Or do you not leave breaths in? And that changes with a lead vocal. And then when you do stereo. So like, I never would have thought of that kind of stuff. And so that was really cool for me. And I no matter where you're at, even production-wise, programming-wise, writing-wise, like you will pick something up out of this, which is the really cool part. And it's not like little things like, oh yeah, I guess I can... That's a little trick. It's No, it's like, man, this is going to change the way I do music. This is going to change the way I think about approaching songwriting or approaching production or programming. Like, It's really valuable stuff. And so I've been doing some tracks lately and Rico can tell you it's been a massive difference in between where Absolutely, I was and where yeah. I am now. So it's been awesome. And it's cool to see the results like immediately too. I mean, it's like yeah. things that I can implement right now. I don't have to go, oh, well, I need to learn this first and then I can implement it. It's like, no, you can take, these are actionable tips, tricks, processes that I can apply as soon as I learn them. So it's pretty cool stuff. I think a big thing about how we approached it was we've literally wanted it to be a personal experience, you know, where 
you know, there's plenty of sitting down and us explaining things, talking, you know, right at the camera, right to people. But the bigger part was about the experience that we had with you guys and you guys had with us and how we all created something together and every minute step it takes along the way. Because some people don't realize to get from A to B, there's a lot more (laughs) steps than one might think. You know, like as a musician, when you first started, like when you sat down to do demos, kind of what was your mentality when you were like, okay, I'm just gonna, I've got a song, let me record it. Like, how did that mentality change from where you were when you began to where it is now? Oh man. Well, for me, it was, all right, I'm going to turn my iPhone on. Or actually, it wasn't even an iPhone then because I was rocking Motorola Razors and Nokias back in the day. So if you Classics. remember MIDI discs. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's, where, that's where I started. So, <laughs> did you have like one of those Rolands that went straight I to I really did. Oh, now we're talking. It was amazing. So it was my grandfather's. He bought it and couldn't figure out how to use it. So he gave it to me. And <laughs> what is this junk? Yeah, yeah, you take it. And it was a little like little rewritable ones. You remember that? Oh, yeah, like yeah. It, so they oh, were absolutely. they were super cool. Don't get me wrong, but like figuring out how to use it was oh, it was awful. <laughs> the, the equipment was not as easy to learn as it is now, but let me tell you that. So that's where I would start. And it was just like, do it. And it wasn't right. There was no going back and editing. It was do the whole thing over again. And so, you know, I approached it from where like, all right, don't mess up this time. But mm-hmm. now that technology has advanced and time has passed and I've learned new things, like man, the things that we get to do, even making demos, like, is incredible. Like, hey, I didn't like that one line. Cool, I'm just going to take that out and recut that one. I mean, and demos has been a big thing for me over the last year is one thing I've really put a lot of time into because of this course, actually, is I realized that I I really needed to step up my demos. Like, because it was bothersome to me. I mean, it was really cool to see the process from iPhone recording to what we came up with. But it was bothersome to me that it wasn't already further along when I brought it in the first place. And so one of those, another moment I step back and goes, okay, I really want this to be a little further along so that we can, it's a little easier to catch the vision of the song before I go into the studio. And so that's one area where I've really had to step it up and say, all right, this is what I'm doing now. Here's how I'm going to approach demos from now on. And so I was never a great logic user. I've really spent a lot of time in logic over the last year and learning plugins and learning different EQs and how things react with each other. I mean, just kind of getting some of the technical science stuff behind it, but it's made a really big difference in my demos. And it's really cool because it gets you a little more creative because you start hearing things that you, yeah. you that you won't hear through an iPhone recording, I promise you. So it's just really neat how that whole progression has happened. What I was going to say was like, I've heard in Dana's demos in the past and demos that I've done, so like that. One thing that was a huge to me was seeing how you guys kind of feel space sonically. And, you know, you always hear stuff on the radio or on, on your favorite record, whatever. And it sounds so huge and you never know how to recreate that. And I feel like early demos, like before we came here, it was very piano singer songwriter, like here's an idea. And now Dana showed me a demo and it's like, all right, let's get it mastered. <laughs> like it's, they sound huge and they sound yeah. full. And, you know, if you spend more time into it, you know, you definitely get a bigger vision, like he was saying. And so as a member of the band, like, so if he's got a demo that he's working up, he's written the song, he's working up a demo, and now he sends you a more developed demo. What's that like for you getting that? Like, does that inspire you creatively just to like, because you're like, okay, wow, I can really hear where this is gone. Is that like, okay, I've got room to play now, or I know more where to focus when I'm what? starting to lay down something or... Well, before, you know, if he sent me a song and it was just him on piano and, you know, vocally, it's like, okay, is this a slow song? Is this a serious song? Like, what's the what's the energy? What's the flow? That kind of thing. 
And now he'll send me something and it's got programmed drums in it. Yeah. And it's I got, don't need a drummer anymore. Got, you know, like it's, it's got this. <laughs> the track's named Rico in right. the, uh, in the yeah, session. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, that seat's available in the van again. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a sweet bass lick or something, you know, pulsating, you know, pads or something like that in the back. And you're like, okay, I can feel what this song is going to be. You now let's, let's take these programmed drums ideas. You know, you hand it to a drummer, they can work with it. They can go with it so that they're not completely changing the song or changing the feel whenever you get to it. So it's, it's honestly, it's a whole lot more helpful mm-hmm. to, to be able to know what the vision is and to know where, where we're going. So I know? was no help at all before, right? <laughs> I mean, no, like when, <laughs> that's when, what I'm hearing. It's no, okay. Like, I get I, it. So like when you it. came before with, with demos, you know, uh, my I Redeemer, am joking. Though, when we, right. I know, I know, <laughs> but, like, but like my Redeemer, you know, we, yeah, we were stuck on it sounding very Southern gospel. Yeah, gosh. And when we got <laughs> Boy, the, was it Southern when gospel. When we got to the studio, it was like, okay, how are we going to beat that out of the song? Yes. Had you had more knowledge on the production side, you know, the programming side, sure. we could have done that beforehand, but we came to full circle with a lot of skeletons and watched. Which is not always a no, bad no, thing. No, not uh, a bad thing at all, but watched you guys kind of create a sound around the songs that we had. True. So. You guys are an indie artist, but you also own a label, right? Yes. And so, <laughs> well, now that you've developed kind of your craft a little bit more, have you found that it's easier to show songs to outside people, or even if it's just for publishing purposes or just even sync purposes, is it easier now for you to show songs and get like a response to it yeah, than it was before? It is. And actually one of the ways now, and that's one of the things, just because this is still pretty fresh for us right now. So even on the publishing side and getting in on that, but, you know, especially with just our own artists that we help manage and do things like that, you know, it's really, it's helped that process out a lot. You know, we're writing, I'm bringing my computer and I'm programming stuff out in Logic. And I mean, it just helps develop the song and it develops a lot faster. So you end up saving some time in the long run. I mean, it may be a little more time on the front end, but in the next six months, it's going to save loads of time because you're figuring out these ideas early and it makes it a lot better. Well, let me ask you this, because it has seemed to me that when a lot of people record, they almost think like, oh, how I record it's how it's going to sound. Or like either in vocally or something like that. And it's like, oh, we'll just throw on EQ, compressor, autotune, whatever it is. And that's the song. Or like, that's also what might spark, oh, let's record this live. We'll sound tighter and that kind of thing. And they don't really know how much happens in between the oh, final gosh. recording yeah. and before you actually start hearing it. Like the amount of editing that goes into it, just things like that. Massive amounts. Where do you guys think you stood on some of that aspect? Like, do you think it was... A little bit different seeing it like going through the process when you were in the studio and then even watching back on it. We did because we'd been in some studio environments before. Mm-hmm. We knew some of that process before, but the cool part about Full Circle is y'all took that to a completely different level for us. And so, especially a lot in the vocal editing and in some of those areas that we we're like, whoa, this is new. Like we've never seen this before. This is super cool though. So, yeah. you know, we, and then, you know, when you go from mixing to mastering and all that, you know, we understood the process of that, but actually how you guys applied that and being able to see that now as opposed to just hearing the difference it's really easy just to hear the difference but not know how it was done and so seeing how it was done and then hearing it you're like wow this makes so much sense now so I think it just brought a lot of perspective to that process as opposed to it just being oh we're going to track it then we're going to mix it then we're going to master it you know a lot of people understand those as it is, but they have no clue what that means or even what that looks like and so just seeing the inside job of that was really really cool I know that something you know, everyone talks about regardless of what business or industry it is, is like no one's ever going to care more than yourself about what you're doing, like for your own thing. And I know that one of the goals we definitely set out with was to empower people with just 
more knowledge of what goes on in between every step, no matter who you're making a record with, the ultimate quality control is yourself. Because it's ultimately, if you're the artist, it's your song, it's your vision. You've tried to surround yourself with people that are going to help perpetuate that vision. And so we kind of tried to approach it to where it's like, hey, not only are we going to give you the tools to do this yourself, but we're going to give you the tools to understand what's going on in different steps of the process. So you can also have some like quality control as it's going down. Because you guys, like you said, you've worked with other producers and you've seen differences between different producers. Oh, yeah. do, you, do you feel like now, if you go back and work with another producer, you have a better grasp of what's going into each section so you can speak into all the different phases of making a record a bit more to help control the direction of where you're going? Oh, absolutely. Knowing is half the battle. So if you come into something ignorant, not in a bad way or anyway, but if you come to something ignorant, you don't know even what to say. And so you just sit there and kind of listen and try to figure out what's going on. But when you come into something and now you have the information, you have the tools, you know, when you get that creative idea, it's a lot easier to explain, to say, hey, what if we tried this? Or what do you think about this? As opposed to just sitting there silent and you have ideas, you just don't know how to put them into words and you don't know how to put it into a, a physical track or how to, you know, relay that to a guitar part or keys part. And so, you know, picking up the tools and, and learning these things is half the battle. Half the time, it's just you know the lingo, the techniques, the experience, and so that's one thing about the video course that I liked is it helped describe and give me words to say things that I've had in my head but I couldn't get out. It's really cool. It's really refreshing to be like, oh, I actually have a voice for this now. You know, where I didn't before. So, well, I think we've all been in situations where you know, writing and somebody says, "Man, I hear something, but I just don't know how to explain it." Right. Well, like after you take this mastery course, you can take, oh, I have an idea or I hear something in my head to, hey, let me show you this. I'm going to take what I hear in my head and I'm going to put it on paper and then I'm going to show you. You know, you can take, instead of trying to explain it to somebody else to figure it out, you can actually do it yourself. It's a great vehicle. For people that are producing themselves. Well, that's what I love actually a little bit about it. Like outside of the recording part of it and the mixing, like a lot of this stuff can be done anywhere. Like there's really no excuse. Like, so when you guys are on radio tours, whether it's Calling Glory mm-hmm. or if it's through a Suncured mm-hmm. Records artist, like you said, in the downtimes, you whip out the laptop. Here and we go. You're programming, you're editing, you're doing whatever. Like you're still working and you're completely in a different state. I just bought a SM7. Just, oh, look at you. <laughs> just, <laughs> just for purposes like you this. You have uh, been hanging out with us. I have. There's I have. one in this room even. Man, I, I love you guys so much. I'm like, I'm going to steal all their ideas and just... <laughs> take them home with me. <laughs> They're so good. They're there to be stolen, my friend. Well, well it's, it's not even stealing as much as I know we've tried to teach through mentorship. Yeah. And I think something everyone, like anyone that applies that philosophy to how they kind of live and, and work with others. I mean, we want you to go and perpetuate others. I mean, inspiring to inspire, I think yeah. is a huge part of what most of us want to do. I mean, it's like, we want you to learn, but we want you to spread the word of like making better music because ultimately at the end of the day, our whole industry is propped up by the quality of our product. Like we are literally dictating how much what we do every day is worth by what we're willing to pour into it. And the only way to, you know, with the state of music now with streaming and everything, like it's hard to tell the value of anything anymore. And it's the only way to keep it going is to, to make better and better music, to keep that quality bar yeah. just sky high. And I know that we've been fortunate enough to be working on cool stuff and we just want to pass that knowledge on to try and help the next person make even better music. So it's great to hear that, 
you guys are, you know, it's great to kind of pass the torch because we're all ultimately working for the same goal. Absolutely. Well, and like you guys say, no listener left behind. This is just another way to just give people information, give people tools so that they can do what they love and be better at it. I mean, it's a process. I mean, it's, I wish I could say that I was 100% better overnight, but it's always a process. It's, it's about like learning anything. every day. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there's, I was telling Rico, we we're listening to track on the way up and you know, you, you hear a vocal tone and it's the same note, but it's like super low. I like accidentally stumbled across like, oh, that's how they do that. You know, it's just, <laughs> but it's a process. You know, I didn't figure that out day one. I stumbled on it by accident, but now right. I know. And now, I, you know, and information is, man, and knowledge is so powerful, especially in, in music and in this process. I mean, just knowing what to do, when to do it. I mean, it's, it's invaluable. And that course helped me a bunch kind of learn those things. So That's great. Thank you guys so much for stopping in. Thanks for having me with us. us. Yeah, absolutely. We hope, we're glad you guys were a part of it, first of all. You were the best choice I think we could have made because oh, not definitely. only it's great music, but you guys were also bold enough to enable not only ourselves, but anyone who takes the course to learn from our time together. Yeah, we were the only band in town. So we, no, I'm <laughs> you guys don't even live here. <laughs> we're, here. we're in default. <laughs> no, I'm no, it was awesome. An amazing experience for sure. Dude. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming by, hanging out with us. Absolutely. Enjoying the new studio. It's... Oh my gosh. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. It's really cool. We dared to suck no, in the creation yes, of it. you sucked well on this one. Let me tell you. <laughs> Where do people go to find Calling Glory? Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, if you guys have heard of social media, there's these things called Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Oh, okay. You know, you guys were a part of all that. Oh yeah, absolutely. revolutionaries. Yeah. Yeah. Revolutionaries. Groundbreaking. Uh, you know, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes. I mean, you name it. We're on all the streaming services. You can go to suncured.com and check our page out there. I mean, you might spell that because it's spelled. Oh, it's not S U N S O N C U R E D. You see what I did there? Mm-hmm. And I so did. Uh, clever, clever. But anyways, but yeah, we're all on social media outlets. Just come find us. Come say hey and. Uh, we love making new friends. And we have two singles out right now. We do. Child of Heaven and You Keep On, both which we did at Full Circle. So one so, of which you get to watch the entire creation of absolutely. via the Music yeah, Production absolutely. Mastery course. Yeah, one can. of them has a music video on the top of Nashville. Yeah, somewhere. Citizens Building. Citizens the, Building. The Citizens That's right. Right. Bank. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so Jericho was actually there for that one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Randomly yeah. shut up. He was a good roadie for us that That's night. Right. And yeah, you will not see me in the video, but no, I was there. He was, he definitely, was definitely there. there. It was awesome. I have picture proof. You will proof. feel him in the video. <laughs> he will feel his presence. Yeah. Feel it there. <laughs> Everyone looks relaxed. You guys have a lyric video for the new one? Is that right? Oh, we do. We just released that recently as well for You Keep On. It's you on YouTube, Facebook, all those kind of fun outlets. Go check it out. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, there's this guy in Dalton, Georgia named Brandon Kaywood, and he's a phenomenal videographer uh, and photographer. Amazing. Yeah. And he, was, uh, he did that for us and it was, it turned out really good. So awesome. awesome. And my daughter's in it. So it makes me a happy. Uh, there, you go. there you go. The cute factor ups yeah. everything. So. Has to, man. I <laughs> love it. I she love wasn't it. screaming this time. She, she was, was dancing. dancing. Oh, so it's been great even change, better, of, great change of pace. <laughs> great change of pace. That's awesome. Well, Dana, Rico, thank you guys so much. Thank y'all. Hey everyone, this is X O'Connor and you've been listening to the Full Circle Music Show, the why of the music biz. This show is produced by the Full Circle Music Company with editing help from Jericho Scroggins and Jordan Salamone. We still have two weeks left in our production series and we have lots more exciting content to share with you guys. We have another top-notch producer coming in and we've got a couple of fellow music industry folk of all skill levels that have been through our course and will be joining us to give everyone kind of a sneak peek at what to expect, but more importantly... 
what it's like for them now that they've gone through the course and what they've been able to implement into their own productions and into their work. So artists, songwriters, producers, anyone in any part of the music making process, we've got lots coming for you that you will not want to miss. Remember, the course is releasing on October 30th for a limited time through our mailing list. So if you're not on the list, head on over to fullcirclegoeslive.com to register. Make sure you don't miss out on anything. We're super excited to share this course with you guys and to help teach you our production secrets. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you back here next week.